Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies. Even though we are from different worlds, for over a decade, by my side, you have always stood. Giving up a life during the night to be with me in the dark of the night. Very strange. I don't know what you're Never hearing, but I'm worry. hearing something else besides you. Would have it's kind of surreal. It's kind of a dark voice. Complete. Reading Never poetry. A harsh Do you hear this? You never. Wow, this is going to be a great anything. Hour. Um, I wanted to uh, let you know about some things Even coming up and could. things that have, that have happened. But first of all, so I would love to have you call you. in and. In read. Reference. I, uh, the number to call in is area code six four six to the seven one six. This heart. Seven three six two. Not supposed that, to have. Uh, that's the number to call in. We have no such happiness to style restriction. My unholy and, life. Uh, great to hear what you have to read. You have uh, chosen freely and, uh, to from all this over the world. Night. And you should be one. To forever be. So with we just me. finished the uh, joining me in this. Unholy first, existence. Not the first, the ninth annual Great Poetry Exchange. So, for your courageous sacrifice, my love, I drink. Let's just listen to this, shall we? This, this is going to be fun. I'm just when I was a living being upon what this the earth, the toast was first a great way to honor someone. Since then, things have really changed. But I do honor you so, the love to thee. I cannot describe to you what you bring to the undead, the happiness you and I share over everything. You decided that you would choose me. So tonight, we become one, you not hesitating to join me. You act as if about this you haven't to care. I raise my glass to you for the love you bring to me. I drink to thee. You standing before me, you come into my arms. No questions. Now, I inflict the fatal bite. You wanting to be with me. This being your only wish. Your only plea. Entering my world, you show no remorse of any kind of fright. So the warm dark liquid in my glass I raise to you and I drink to thee this night will always be remembered as the night in which we became one I could not say no to you being in my life because this is the way I feel it should be there is no turning back now as our lives together has been
begun. So for this unselfish, loving choice, you freely made, I drink to thee. Great, everyone. That was fantastic. That was our first caller um, from beyond. Fantastic. Loved it. Um, sounded kind of vampiric, etc. And I know it's from beyond because it wasn't anyone in my switchboard. It was some kind of blog talk radio screw-up. As soon as I joined the program, this voice was just there. So um, I assumed that that was meant to be. Um, and that was, uh, that was um, some kind of supernatural uh, participation in this month's Blog Talk Radio Poetry Superhighway Live show, and I'm, I'm thrilled that uh, we could host someone from beyond this earth as our first caller, without them even calling in. So, we have a lot of people on the line. We're going to get to you in a few minutes. Um, I can't promise that won't happen again, uh, but who knows? Um, so, a couple things. First of all, we just ended the ninth annual Great Poetry Exchange last weekend uh, on the first day of March. Um, 86 poets participated. 86 poets signed up during the month of February. And we, um, uh, what that meant was that 86 different people pledged to send one of their books of poetry to someone else in the world. And uh, when um, the month ended, I, uh, I divided up everyone randomly and sent out emails on Sunday night. And so everyone who participated should have received an email as to who uh, you should be sending your books to if you're one of the 86 participants, as well as an email as to what book you will be receiving. And almost half of the people this past week have already sent out their books. It's a very cool thing. Just for, just for saying you'll give a book of poetry to some other random person in the world, a ra another random book of poetry will be sent to you in the email. We do it every year. You can see the entire list of who uh, is participating this year by going to poetrysuperhighway.com and clicking on Great Poetry Exchange, you can see all 86 books uh, who are there. So uh, there you go. That's just ended. I also want to mention, I just participated last night in a show in Long Beach at the Found Theater that Mindy Nettifi put together in honor of Women's History Month. Now, uh, it may be clear to many of you that I'm not a woman, but uh, apparently that didn't really matter. Uh, Mindy was asked by the people at the Found Theater to put a show together honoring Women for Women's History Month, and um, I was uh, one of a handful of token men um, in a roster that featured Mindy Metaphy, June Melby, Amber Tamblin, um, and Hannah Veer, um, all uh, from LA. Actually, uh, actually, June is from Iowa now. Um, and in addition, they, they sandwiched in a few men, including myself, Brendan Constantine, and Derek Brown doing kind of, uh, I don't know, accent pieces in between the main sets of the women who read. Um, and it was really an extraordinary show. And I, I just, you know, these are people who I've, I've known for years here in LA's poetry community. Uh, and I've been so fortunate to, to know their work, to call them friends, and to be able to perform with them. And I just want to recommend to you that if you can find any of these artists, or if you have the chance to, to see any of them read, or check out their work, uh, buy a book, or something of that nature, they're just some of the best, most interesting, most engaging people who I know. And I, I come across 
a lot of poets. I, you know, I host this. I've been running the Poetry Superhighway for a while, and um, I've been going to readings here in Southern California for quite some time. But, but these folks are just really extraordinary artists and uh, who, are, who are almost defining a new genre of poetry. And I, I, I just think you should, you should check them out. So Mindy Nettifee, her website is occultofmindy.com. Derek Brown, uh, he runs Right Bloody Publishing, which is a really interesting, relatively new publishing house that is publishing all kinds of amazing new artists. And they are his, his website is brownpoetry.com, and the publisher's website is rightbloody.com. Uh, Brendan Constantine, one of the best poets I know, uh, brendanconstantine.com. June Melby, who is a really funny artist and writer who's getting her uh, her MFA in in creative writing in Iowa. You can check her out at JuneMelby.com. Uh, Amber Tamblin, you probably know her from her work in uh, in film and television, but she's a poet and she's a person who started a nonprofit literary organization called the Right Now Poetry Society, which works to uh, give opportunities of poetry to, to, to all kinds of people all over the country. Um, you can, gosh, I forgot Amber Tamblin's website, but I'm, I can't imagine she would be hard to find on the website, on, on the internet. And Hannah Weir, who's a, a poet I just really met uh, recently. I saw her perform at another show in, in Long Beach a couple of weeks ago, the Lightbulb Mouth Radio Hour, which is a, a live show every Wednesday night, but that you can also check out, uh, check out podcasts of a really interesting show, uh, Lightbulb Radio. Okay, this is embarrassing. I forgot. But look up Lightbulb Mouth Radio Hour. It might be lightbulbmouth.com. Um, I don't know. But it's, it's a cool thing, and all the shows are podcasts. But Hannah Weir is also someone who will be performing at the Cobalt, the venue I host in Southern California, coming up um, in a few weeks, uh, poetrysuperhighway.com slash Cobalt. Anyway, I just wanted to give a shout-out to all those people because it was a really fun show, and these are artists who I just unabashedly would recommend uh, anyone checking out. Um, all right, so the number to call in, and there's a lot of people on the line, so I, I don't even need to give you the number, but it's 646-716-7362. I just feel good about giving out the number. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm passing on something important. Um, first caller, someone from the 949 area code. Hello. Hi, this is Howard Yoship from Laguna Hills. Hi, Howard. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I'm talking to you from the San Clemente Village Art Walk where I have a booth where I'm uh, selling books and art and pottery. Nice. And this is in the – where exactly is San Clemente in relation to Laguna Hills, I guess? Uh, San Clemente is uh, pretty far south. It's almost San Diego County. Uh, you okay. might have heard of Trestles and uh, – San Onofre, so it's, it's right right there. Okay. And you have a booth that's it's an art store, and are, are the books your books that you're selling, or do, or do you, you have other kinds oh, of stuff it's a, there? It's a, menagerie, it's a menagerie of art and drawings and books, and my wife is a, is a potter, so I have her pottery. And I've been, I did it about six times last year, and I'm going to do it pretty much every month this year. I'm even going to go to San Juan Capistrano. So wow. I'll be, uh, I'm doing a lot of events. 
Do um, at places like that do people do people pick up poetry books and and, and buy them? Uh, you'd be surprised. I I sold a lot of you know my my uh, collection of poetry, and this is the first time I've had a chapbook here. And you know so far. People, people are really interested. They pick it up. They don't essentially buy it. I mean, the times are pretty tough, but I have a feeling I will be selling more than a few of them. That's interesting. Go ahead. Okay, well, I was just saying that I, you know, I, I find that people aren't so much seeking out poetry so much, and, and in a particular a place like that, I guess it, it might even be unusual to have it, which which might be the interest. But it seems to me at readings, people are interested because they they hear you read and then they, they you know they're sort of engaged by what you've done, and and then want to check out your books and pick them up. So it's it is kind of surprising that uh, you know at, at an art fair where where there's not per se a poetry theme and and you're not necessarily reading poetry that people would stop by and pick it up and 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 walk off with it after paying for it. Yeah, that that sounds about right. But my books have a lot of my paintings in them. I, I consider the the paintings an illumination of the poetry, and you know it's it's something where if I read now, I like to present the art and then read, and you know say how it ties in. It makes it more of a monologue than a poem. So. I stand here, I do a demonstration of my painting, I do some demonstrations of my poetry. So people get more interested than just, you know, having one thing at your booth. Well, that's interesting. So you do, there is kind of a performance aspect to you at the booth. So it, it's, uh, it creates an interest and engagement in the product. Yeah, I'd say it's it's kind of unique. There There is live music here, so live poetry definitely fits. Cool. So, Howard, do you have a poem for us? Sure. I'll, I'll read one from my new uh, chapbook, Pick Up Crayons and Live With Me in Peace, which uh, is on lulu.com. And my poem is called Standing on Poetry. Stand on a soapbox with a heart full of poems, words perfectly aligned, stanzas beaten and cut to the pearl. Never pausing, fearless when spoken, poetry is lightning. Slam and stomp lyrics to sear metaphors into the brain. When Shakespeare stands on the shoulders of sonnets, poems sing from the mouths of icons like Hamlet, just as God stood on Mount Ararat and slammed poetry in three minutes or less without props. God spoke to Moses, who chiseled undying poetic commandments on tablets. If poetry is the chosen word, invigorate my poem with the strength of David. Immortalize these words flying from my mouth to slay Goliath. Here I stand in the Colosseum to kill or be killed. I am a slam poet. Poems spoken in this life echo in the next. Your day in the sun has come if you stand on the shoulders of poetry. Follow these poets into greatness. Speak the immortal lyrics. Very nice. Howard, tell, tell me the name of your book again. The uh, name of my book is Pick Up Crayons and Live With Me in Peace. 
I was at a restaurant last night uh, where they brought my son, who's uh, 17 months old, a big uh, a container of crayons, and pretty much we spent the whole time picking them up off the floor. Well, so sounds sounds pretty it, relaxing. Not when you're trying to eat uh, dinner, per se, but, uh, but it was, uh, you know, I, I guess we all do live in peace, so it's okay. Well, Howard, thanks so much for calling in. I, I appreciate it. Is there a place where people can check you out on the web? Do you have a website or anything? Yes. My website is howardyosha.com. My last name is spelled Y-O-S-H-A. Great. Well, good luck at the uh, at the art fair uh, there, and um, I appreciate you calling in, and I, and I do appreciate all the help in Mafia Wars as well. Okay. Thank you, and thank you, too, for helping Mafia Wars. I'll see you sometime on the scene around here. Take it easy. Take it easy. That's Howard Yosha calling from, uh, well, he's from Laguna Hills, but he was calling in from uh, San Clemente, California, at an art fair where he's uh, sort of creating his own poetry reading at his booth by uh, by having, uh, having you know, the, the various things that he's selling and doing some reading there and things like that. So if you happen to be in San Clemente, you should go and uh, check it out. Um, the number is 646-716-7362. Uh, moving along, the uh, next caller is from the 863 area code. Hello. Um, hello, Rick Lupert. I'm Noreen Jenkins, and I got Hi, I did. Okay, hello. Um, I'm from Lake Wells, Florida, and I did the poem you asked me to do last month, and I did the one on writer's block. Well, and, remind us. Uh, would you remind us what what the backstory of that is and what you'll be reading? Okay. And well, last month I read a one read a poem called "Dear Writer's Block," and when the poet, right. okay, when the poet is um telling the writer's block that he she's or he's breaking up with with him, and this poem is called "Writer's Block," and it's his response to the poet. Okay. Wonderful. So you uh, you took the challenge. Uh, yes. Uh, last week you wrote a poem to Writer's Block, a letter to him. So this, I, I, I said just on a whim, you should have Writer's Block right back, and this is what you're going to read right now. Right. Okay. This is called Writer's Block. Okay. I'm your Writer's That's Block. It's true. I'm no friend of yours. I'm the impediment to your thinking. I am the poet's and writer's nightmare. Oh, dear poet, how wrong you are to think of me like that. You worked too hard. You needed a break for a while. So I gave you one. Don't complain. Just write. How many times have you broken up with me and then wrote good poetry? Many times. So don't forget it. Go ahead and leave me, but I'll be back to haunt you and to stalk you until you write your best. Even the greatest poets have been haunted by me. That's it. Great. Well, that's a, sort of an ominous, uh, ominous poem. Uh, writer's block seems to be rather threatening uh, to the writer. Yep. Uh, but uh, okay, great. Well, um, Noreen, that's so great that you took up that that assignment. Um, uh, I, I feel sort of empowered that uh, that you uh, did exactly what I told you to do. Um, and well done. Okay, um, th- thank, thank you, and thank you for having me here, and I enjoy coming back every month. It's good to have you. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. 
You too. That's uh, Noreen Jenkins calling from Lake Wells, Florida. I'm taking up my assignment and and uh, writing a poem in the voice of writer's block. Uh, moving along now to a caller from the 760 area code. Hello. Hello. Rick, this is Brandon from Valley Center. Hey, Brandon. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. I've got, are you on uh, your are you, are you are you on your way to the uh, the San Clemente uh, Art Festival to see Howard Yosha? I, I wish I were. I'm, uh, I'm I'm not quite that that close to the coast, uh, but it sounds like a, a fun day. We're uh, putting poetry where poetry isn't usually found. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Well, I, so how's, go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead. Well, what were we going to ask? How's what? I was going to ask how you are. Oh. How I am. I'm doing okay. It's, uh, you know, we've had some nice rain. Things are cleaned up. You can never really have too much rain this time of the year, and uh, it makes the rest of the year a little better. No doubt. Well, I've, I've been enjoying not, not having my sprinklers turned on for, uh, for uh, quite some time now, so uh, I hear you there. You're saving water. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. So what, do you, what have you got for us today? Well, I've got a proposal. Um, you know, they've been talking about putting uh, former President Reagan on the $50 bill. Did you hear that? I did not hear that. Yeah, there's been, uh, there's been, you know, there's been a move afoot to try to get uh, President Reagan on just about as much of anything as, as you possibly can. Um, I'm sure there's even going to be some tattoo parlors um, dedicated to him soon. But uh, what I'd like to suggest is I've got a poem here that if they'll put it on the back of a $50 bill, I, I would really uh, I would really be all for, you know, putting him on the $50 bill. I think there's there would be a lot to that. If they put the poem on the other side? Yeah, if they will put my poem on the other side, I think his face should be on the, uh, yeah, on the $50 bill. Here, here's the well, poem. Let's, let's hear it's it. called the, the Reagan Memorial Poem. Mr. President. Giving your medical and political history, the Reagan Memorial, anything, seemed in poor taste to me. But after seeing your spirit drifting proudly along your freeways, through so many schools and over your own aircraft carrier, the planes taking off and disappearing like so many facts, I now bow to peer pressure and offer this memorial poem. I saw your funeral in the National Cathedral, the camera at a bird's eye angle, the same as God must have had. Ring of mourners around your casket, knees on sand as if by Busby Berkeley, the way you would have wanted it. Your coffin sat at the bottom of the encircling crowd so your funeral looked like the smiley face, gone, seriously blind. How appropriate, I thought, not the blindness, but the respectful space around your coffin, for it was there the ghosts began to drift. The Iranians, whom Iraq gassed with military aid from you, initiated over Amnesty International's cry. Listen, we can still hear them weeping for Kurds, Kuwaitis, and, of course, our own. How good of you to sit up in the casket and salute them. Then came the Nicaraguenses, some carrying their diaphanous limbs lopped off by the Contras. In grace, they piled eyes, ears, breasts, genitalia and tongues into your coffin. The Salvadoreños wearing neutralized expressions 
fall of the Afghanis, whom your freedom fighters liberated from life and any happiness, not allowed by a literal reading of the Quran. Finally, the Guatemaltecos crowded comfortably around your coffin. They'd been practicing in mass graves at least since you restored military aid in 81. Did you recognize the ghost of Bishop Juan Harardi? You were deep in the delusions of Alzheimer's in 98 when a graduate from Fort Benning School of the Americas bludgeoned Bishop Harardi for counting Guatemala's dead. Genocide plus one. How big of you not to make a fuss when Harardi helped you from your coffin and absolved you, you not remembering what you did or repenting and all that? Filling your coffin with their broken bodies, they floated beside you as you rode beside the caisson, the nation, honoring you in death as you had lived, remembering nothing but good things. How you held the picket line at the Warsaw shipyard. How you stared down the Kremlin guards who took you hostage. How you freed Tibet and personally piloted the Dalai Lama home on Air Force One. It must have been at that moment of the procession, you riding backwards yet comfortable in your old boots, all of us suffering sympathy Alzheimer's, that your mind was healed, and you understood you were on your way to heaven to spend eternity with the ghosts flowing beside you. And that was when you began to cue the horse back along the trail, so the bullet would revert to dollars, the ink on the executive order flowing into the pen in your hand. God bless that horse. Even with you sitting backwards in the saddle like that, it wanted to obey your cues and turn from the grave, but alas, the soldier leading it had other orders. The Reagan Memorial Poem. Well, um, the first, uh, the first, concern I have is that that may not all fit on the on the back of the bill. Well, you know, maybe we should all, maybe we could do it in parts and half of it could be on the back of the 50 and half could be on something like a $3 bill or something like that. The $3 bill, that's a good idea. Um, or it could be one of those collector's things like, you know, how you have to collect all the different states on, on the quarters now. Maybe, maybe pieces of the poem are on different versions of the $50 bill. So you have to you just have to collect them all. Uh, that's a great idea. We have a stanza on the back of each one. And I, I think, I, yeah, this, this is this is good for the currency. I can see where it would help it circulate. And I know everyone can can afford to have that many fifty dollar bills as well. It, it's like quarters and pennies. It's really just sort of meaningless currency to most of us. So it's it's. Uh, it's a great thing. They might consider putting Reagan on the thousand dollar bill just to make it, you know, you know, more universally accessible to to, the, to his supporters. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. Well, I, I'm I'm still big on the three, um, but you know that that I think would be affordable, but maybe not for long. Right and uh, and and uh, yes. Well, I'm whatever you want. You know, if if you want to put together a petition, I'll sign it. You know, um, it sounds like a great idea, and I'm 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 glad that that we heard it here first. You know, that that we could help be a launching pad for this uh, this contest. Well, Rick, I, I appreciate your support, and uh, and I will see you at the barricades. <laughs> 
Looking forward to it. Uh, that's, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, Brandon Sema from Valley Center, California, a regular here on Poetry Superhighway Live with his concept for in support of putting Ronald Reagan on the $50 bill uh, as long as it goes with his poem uh, 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 sort of um, uh, memorializing uh, Reagan as it as it were. Brandon will be reading at the Cobalt Cafe in Canoga Park where I host the weekly reading later in the year. Um, go to the, uh, uh, the calendar online at poetrysuperhighway.com slash cobalt and if you're interested in, in seeing him in person uh, you can come out to uh, Canoga Park and in addition to participating in the live in-person open reading you can see a, a full set of poetry from, from Brandon. So there you go. That's coming up. Thanks a lot for calling in, Brandon. Uh, moving along, the caller, the, the call-in number is area code 646-716-7362. By the way, I, I, I think I figured out the mystery uh, to that piece that was playing at the beginning of the show. Uh, I can't confirm it until after I'm done because I might be at risk of playing it again. But um, uh, last time we had a show... Uh, a woman, a poet named Lanaya Lee, had sent me an MP3 that she wanted me to play on the show. And I, I kept mentioning that I was going to play it, but then uh, ran out of time because there were so many live callers. And I, I gave, uh, always give priority to people who are calling in live before I go to pre-recorded material. And, uh, but I had uploaded it. And it's quite possible that it was uh, flagged as, as uh, there's, a, there's a method when you upload an MP3 to Blog Talk Radio, that you can flag it as your, your startup sound, meaning that this MP3 will play as soon as your, your show uh, goes live. Uh, now, I can't check that right now until the show's done, but her poem was called Drink to Thee. Now, obviously, it wasn't her voice reading, but um, I, I vaguely recall in the email that she sent me last week that this poem was read by someone else. And considering that it's called Drink to Thee, and uh, it was a poem that seemed to be read in the voice of Dracula about blood and, and all of that kind of stuff. That must be what it is. So I guess, Lanaya, uh, we got your poem in after all. Uh, congratulations on being the first MP3 by someone else played on Poetry Superhighway Live. It's uh, an auspicious and dubious honor. I'm a little disappointed, though, if indeed that is what has happened, that it wasn't, in fact, a a poem from Beyond the Grave uh, that had somehow, through supernatural means, uh, had found its way onto Poetry Superhighway Live. That, that would have been kind of exciting to me. You know, proof of the beyond via poetry uh, infiltrated uh, supernaturally into the Poetry Superhighway Live open reading. But whatever, maybe, maybe that could still happen. If any of you are, are dead or dying soon, I'd like you to find a way to to call into the show uh, without without actually calling in, just sort of showing up using your supernatural powers, and I'd be I'd be thrilled to 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 have you on the air in that way. It'll be a surprise to me, and uh, and you can let us know what it's like from beyond. So moving along, uh, right now we have a caller from the call into the show six one four area code. Hello. Uh, hello, Rick. This is Nicole Nicholson from Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing today? Good, Nicole. How are you? Ah, uh, doing pretty good, actually. Fantastic. How's everything in Columbus? Well, um, in Columbus, we're decidedly warmer than we were last time I called in. Um, just wanted to give a brief kind of plug. Um, 
I mentioned the Women of the World Poetry Slam. That's happening this coming week here in Columbus. Uh, we're gearing up for it. Um, there's been a lot of planning going into it. Um, there's going to be multiple events on multiple days. Um, I will tell a little bit more after I read my poem, but um, the excitement is just really building towards that. I myself, obviously, I'm here and I have a poem today, and I'd like to share that. Mm, excuse me. Go right in. Okay. Um, one of the prompts from, um, there's a site I participate in. It's called readwritepoem.org. The assignment from last month, or shall I say the mini-challenge prompt from last month, uh, usually the, with the mini-challenges you have to write like three or four or five or six poems using a certain prompt, like yet like six poems about starting over or seven poems about vampires, <laughs> I guess. But um, the last assignment was to read a poet and to put together centos or patchwork poems from lines made only from that poet's poetry. Well, I chose um, Arthur Rimbaud. And after about three or four poems, I really got to kind of get in more to his poetry. And I'm like, wow, I really understand what the fuss is all about. I, I, really, I've, I really got into his work a bit, and I was just completely blown away. Uh, the first three poems, we had to write strictly from the lines used from the poet, it, him or herself. The second the, the being the last two of the five poems, we were to write our own lines, but we were to maybe write in the style of or be inspired by the stuff that we had constructed from the poet. So this is the last poem. Um, it's called The Devotee. And there was an Indian saint in the 12th century. Basically, what happened to her, I'll just give you the Reader's Digest version. She was supposed to be married off to this local king, she didn't love him. She wanted to go devote her life to basically worshiping and following Shiva. And she left home one day, and she did it in a rather dramatic fashion. She just basically left her house, took off her clothes, and watered the countryside until she found an ashram, and then spent the rest of her days there writing religious poetry. Well, you could say that this poem I'm about to read is what happens when you cross this particular poet, whose name is Akka Mayadevi, with Arthur Rimbaud, and I call it the devotee. Midnight. I trace the borders of this town with my two feet under a blanket of stars. Darkness clings to me, washed away by scattered pairs of headlights shining like broken beads spilled onto the road and rolling past me as I walk. August smells like spent bonfires coughing up their burnt wood ghosts and warm rain spilling its heavy and humid funk onto dirt and concrete. I am naked. I am wet, but I don't care. My God, you don't know me, and you never will. I've been the sky. I've copulated with every planet and star imaginable. I've worn Venus on my left shoulder, and I used to think of the burning sulfur veils that she whirls around herself when she dances. Orion wrapped his belt around me one night and let me wear it for kicks. I've worn Andromeda's chain for earrings, and I've ridden Leo's back digging my fingers into his mane of fire as we crossed the cosmos. And now I laugh at your suggestion that I should wear clothes. What do you think? I cannot tolerate how you cackle, screech, and moan about my jewels being on open display, about not putting myself under a proper black cloak or under a glass case or under a stiff red cocktail dress that only teases the air with a rounded tan shoulder. <laughs> 
with a warm peach collar bone. You're full of shit. How do you hold back the sun, and how do you chain the moon? Encased behind prison bars like cold black fingers. Shut behind gray walls like death rebuilt as a sick concrete backdrop. They will still break free, and so do I. Don't worry about me. I'd rather be this than the blonde wrapped candy that I was before I walked outside my front door. I found God like candles, like supernovas, like blood smeared across lips and fingers from ripping apart and devouring time. And if you think I'm crazy, like Akamaha Davy, like Rimbod, like the mad old woman next door hearing dead Indian voices, then I say, so I am. And I make no apologies for it. And I refuse your sanity like chloroform, strangling the mind with an army of straitjackets. Fuck you. I will not strip the God from my bones. So let me be. I found my heaven, and I intend to return to it at every opportunity. I'm inside bliss. My soul leaps up inside a turquoise fire. I am naked. I am wet. But I am clean, which is more than I can say for you. Well, very nice as always, Nicole. I, um, of course, I always appreciate... Uh, uh, events and occurrences where people are naked, so I, I particularly enjoyed that component of it. Um, you, you said this was based on an assignment uh, from readwritepoem.org, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. That's interesting. I, maybe you've mentioned them before, but I, I, they um, that's actually one of the new links that, that was just posted uh, in our weekly uh, newsletter. You, you may know we, we send out a newsletter every week and list, and, and one of the features on the Poetry Superhighway Website is is a categorized links to poetry related sites, and we we just added readwritepoem.org this week, so that's a coincidence. So, is this? A, can you tell us a little bit more about that site in terms of what people can do there and that sort of thing? Uh yeah, actually, um, it's a community for writers and poets. Uh, they not only offer writing prompts; they do have a weekly prompt. And they have a monthly kind of mini challenge thing. Um, what they also do is they offer poetry news. If you're a community member, if you put out a book, if you've uh, put out a uh, spoken word album, um, they will announce that as well. There are also um, other things. Um, there are regular columnists that come and write about uh, various topics of poetry. And there's just a lot going on there. They even have communities and groups that you can participate in. Um, say you want to be in a community that talks about performing poetry, they've got that. They've got communities for found poetry. They have communities for um, African-American poetry. They have communities for gay and lesbian and bisexual and trans poetry, um, and poets, I should say. And oddly enough, they even have a category or a community discussion group for what they call LOL cat poetry. And I'm not going to explain what that is there, but suffice to say there's a lot of silliness and bad grammar involved, but it's kind of a fun thing to do. No doubt. Um, no doubt. And were you going to tell us something else as well? I think you mentioned you were going to talk about something more after the poem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Women of the World Poetry Slam, I'm just going to give some basic details about it. Uh, the there's going to be some pre-events like Tuesday night at Writing Wrongs. One of the participants in the slam, um, Rachel McKibbins, is featuring there at Writing Wrongs. Uh, that's at 8 o'clock on Tuesday night here in Columbus. It's at Urban Spirit Cafe. 
The actual Women of the World Poetry Slam begins on Wednesday the 10th. It kicks off at uh, Callahan's Bar. That's being hosted by Writer's Block. And then I believe there's some workshops going on Thursday. Uh, there are some preliminary bouts going on Thursday and Friday. And First Draft Poetry, which is normally Writer's Block has that every month. It's the new poem only night. Um, Post by Joanna Schroeder. That will actually be on Saturday during the day um, because of uh, Women of the World. And then the finals is happening at Lincoln Theater on Saturday night. And I believe it starts at 8. Uh, the schedule and everything, and if you're in the area, if you want to buy tickets to go to any of the events, uh, the URL is www.poetryslam.com. Great. Um, oh, so it's part of the, the National Slam movement officially, um, this particular it, event. Right. Right, right. Oh. Actually, this, this, yeah, this event, the National Poetry Slam, the Individual World Poetry Slam, all three of those are put on by Poetry Slam Incorporated. Great. Well, yeah, you've been talking about the Women of the World Poetry Slam for a couple months now, so it's, it's actually here, and, and maybe next month you'll call in and let us know how it was. I certainly will. I'm actually going to be going to three of the events, so I'll definitely let you guys know how, the, how that pans out. Fantastic. Well, good luck there, and thanks, uh, thanks as always, for calling in. All right. Cool. That was uh, Nicole, uh, Nicole Nichols calling from Columbus, Ohio, telling us all about the Women of the World Poetry Slam. Poetryslam.com, more information on that. It's happening in Columbus uh, this coming weekend. All right, we've got about 20 minutes left in the show. Uh, 18, really, according to my uh, calendar here on the switchboard. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. This is, there's an ominous new button on the switchpad here, uh, the, the control panel that I have that says, in show now. Like if there's an emergency, you can just stop the show and run out of the house and get french fries or whatever it is the emergency is. I've never had this button before. I'm trying to avoid pressing it before the actual end of the show. I'm very excited to have the opportunity to press it in a while. Not because I'm excited the show is ending, but just, just to see what happens when the show does end and I press that button as opposed to just ending the show by, by stopping talking. Uh, uh, who knows uh, what will happen. Um, moving along, again, the number is 646-716-7362. Call in. Uh, let's hear what you have to read. Uh, our next caller is from the 908 area code. Hi. Hey, Eric. How you doing? This is the lush, rolling, radioactive hills of North New Jersey. <laughs> you know, I want to kick Dracula's ass <laughs> At the beginning of the show, he was getting me so mad. He made me lose my place online. But that's okay. Ah, that's life. Anyway. We didn't lose the callers, uh, actually, so I don't think you lost your place in line, but unless you disconnected yourself. But, I, uh, you know, don't talk to Dracula, David. This is, um, this is pretty serious. When Dracula calls in to read, you know, that you just <laughs> whatever whatever he wants. No, I'm not scared of Dracula. I live in Newark. I'm not scared of Dracula. <laughs> anyway. Dracula vacations in New York. <laughs> I probably had I've probably had a deal with him over at the bar at the bar around the corner. But that's okay. Anyway, uh this piece is called uh, it's uh Kyrie two, the Cyber Cross. Now the Kyrie is a Catholic or Roman Catholic form where the priest reads 
the inter uh, an intercessory prayer, and the people respond usually with the same line. Usually it's, Lord, hear our prayer, or thanks be to God, or something like that. And uh, the this is, you know, it's related to the Kyriel, the, the, the French form. And it's, you know, it's, it's basically a chant and response. And uh, in content, however, uh, the line, the same line that's repeated is the line that uh, John Sterling, the uh, Yankees play-by-play uh, -play announcer, uses when he announces a home run. You'll hear it in the piece <laughs> over and over again. Here it is. It's, it's not a long piece. Okay, so here it is. Kyrie 2, the cyber cross. <laughs> Elliptical attack. Attainable, yet strangely unassailable. It is high, it is far, it is deep, and it is gone. Pathetically and totally, yet deniably unavailable. It is high, it is far, it is deep, and it is gone. The hill that can't be climbed, the bridge that won't be crossed. It is high, it is far, it is deep, and it is gone. Illusory and hopeful, yet perpetually lost. It is high, it is far, it is deep, and it is gone. The vigilant solitary soldier who continues to stand on guard can only stand by helplessly as it hurriedly leaves the yard. The coddled dream, that broken piece, the vanishing bright blue flame, through all the sickly flicker, he chooses to stay the same. The bottled desperate message, the tearful cryptic note, wearing amulets of pain like hands wrapped around the throat. Upon the water unpredictable in never-ending loss, a wounded smiling sacrifice upon a cyber cross. Close beyond the cruel obsession past the realm of simple truce. It is high, it is far, it is deep, and it is gone. Ever wrapped in pointless virtue, ever fitted for the noose. It is high, it is far, it is deep, and it is gone. You know, it's, it's one thing to, to diss Dracula, but then to mention, you know, cyber crosses and things like that. And it seems like you're... <laughs> You're, you're all on board with the whole Dracula thing, you know? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I've had 80% of my stomach removed and 90% of my brain, so what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> it must be easier to get around, but, you know. By the, by the way, I, I've got a, uh, uh, a guy here you might want to meet. Your governor, uh, Bush, Maria Bush. I am the governor of California. Can you spell California? K A L I F. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Uh, uh, have you ever heard of the Word Cloud? It's a site for writers. Um, for maybe, not. maybe not. Go ahead. Tell us more about it. <laughs> yes. www.thewordcloud.org. I put the uh, site in the chat room, so I'll put it again. Yeah, I have a page on send there. Me, do me a favor. Um, send me an email with it too, and I can add it to the to our link section, and then I'll I'll mention it in the in the uh, in the weekly newsletter. But but what happens is the word cloud. What what can you do? With? All the word cloud. You, it, it's basically for writers where we critique each other's uh, uh, stuff. A, a lot of people from the UK on there. Well, it's it's based in the UK. It's it's an affiliate of Writers Workshop. Okay. So it's 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 a good site. It's a good site. You can have your own page. 
my own my page. Go ahead, Rick. No, tell us your page. Yeah, uh, my page is uh, www.thewordcloud.org. Members uh, slash members slash profile slash one four two six slash Dean Nevis. That's me. I got uh, photos and lots of music on there. You know, it's 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 so people can enjoy themselves. Yeah. Wonderful. So well, I'm, not, I'm not sure, honestly, if anyone is still listening after your uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. <laughs> But I do have one more I want some curly men. Give me some curly men. <laughs> Please, stop while we're still recovering in the rubble here. <laughs> okay, Rick. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go now so you can, so you can fully recover. Okay? <laughs> thank you, Rick. Next, has, uh, thank you for calling from... Talk to you next month. Bye-bye. Next month, indeed. Uh, David Nevs calling from... Newark, New Jersey, a regular caller, uh, but it, you know it's kind of like a, a new person every every week because uh, it's uh, you know different voices and things like that. And we learn about different things, so it's you never know what you're going to get with David Nevis. Apparently, I've been calling him David Nevis for some time, but uh, apparently there's a whole syllable I've been missing, and uh, apparently you can hear the bitterness about that in his voice. He's furious at me for these things. Uh, all right, 10 minutes left. Um, I've got one caller on the line. Um, we'll, we'll probably have time for more than that, so give a call in, area code 646-716-7362. would love to hear your work here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, and now going to a caller from the 215 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hello. Hey, Rick. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am well. This is Hanok Guy. Oh, Hanok Guy. Yeah, you Hello. surprised me because you changed my name on your main page. I did? Yeah, you called me Matthew Fryson, so I'm having an identity crisis. Oh, dear. <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe I should fix that. Thanks for telling, no, me, in front no. of the entire, thanks for telling me in front of the entire audience. That's wonderful. Oh, boy. Well, I'm not going to imitate anybody. If I may, I want to read the second poem that you posted on the Poet of the Week page. Great. And that's a, that is a score for Ludwig van Beethoven. My hands shake violently. Hail, bald drums on the window. The storm breaks into the room. Thunder, waves flood. The violent oak sliced by lightning. Grasses soar to windows. Squirrels dance. My hands run across the keyboards, feet pedaling furiously. String section races. Wind players shoot up. The whole chandeliers collide. Crescendo drowns by long applause. Men in top hats and women in evening gowns bow to me. Stage collapses with a thud. Musicians grasp their instruments. Flying scores stick to moldy walls. Shift whistling in my ears as I lie on the muddy rug. Pain sears my temples. 
Church bells out of control. A hand falls off the square's clock. Pale sun shrivels in the window. A flute gasps last note. Ice candles at my head. A feather cloud covers me gently. And a muffled trumpet signals my departure. Well, that was for Ludwig van Beethoven. It's a wonderful poem. I, I really I love that uh, last line in particular. I remember reading it this week when I was selecting Poets of the Week. And I realized yeah. what happened now. I, I was looking on the website, and I, I see that your name is correct. So I guess I forgot to change it from last week's Poets of the Week in the newsletter that went out, in the email. But on the website, it is correct. But I apologize. You deserve to have your name uh, uh, heralded like a trumpet uh, via the uh, electronic airwaves uh, to everyone. So I'll make a correction next in next week's uh, Listen, it's a, pleasure to talk, it's a pleasure to talk to you. We've communicated before. Yes, I know. A, one poem in the Holocaust collection, I think, last year. And I really enjoyed the site. It's well, a wonderful it's great site. having you as a, as a participant. So just, uh, you, you're, you live in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania right now, is that correct? Yeah, it's a suburb of Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that's, uh, we travel to Philadelphia every year for... Uh, okay, for, give uh, me a call. Maybe we will. May, may I ask you, uh, it sounds like you're not originally from Philadelphia. Well, I'm from uh, something which is 6,000 miles south of it, and this is Israel. Mm-hmm. And if people are interested... Uh, the poem Feathers, which is the first one, talks about my childhood. And uh, In chicken, chickens, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, are so you, I'm uh, a, this is the challenge of being in two worlds, which is yeah, a good I thing, I think. Well, it is a challenge, but you're right. There is this, you know, d- dual loyalties and, and two different lives you lead almost, I, I would imagine. In oh, absolutely. Tell me, uh, in in Pennsylvania, are you involved with poetry? Do you go to poetry readings, anything of that nature? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm participating sometimes in the Met Poet Society, which is a, I think the biggest scene of poetry in Philadelphia. And really? they also the Fox Chase Review has uh, some readings that I participated in, and I'm scheduled to do one in October. And uh, then we have. In the Robbins Bookstore, a hundred poets reading their poetry on April 11th, and uh, Larry Robbins is going to publish a book with our work. A great deal is happening, Rick. We don't have time to uh, talk about it all. <laughs> no doubt, but um, but I'm glad you had uh, the chance to say the the few things that you did. Um, uh, wonderful to hear about it, and great to hear your voice. I hear someone who. Uh, has participated and sent poetry into Poetry Superhighway uh, in the past, and it's yeah. very cool to uh, to meet people who I've only corresponded with electronically uh, in in the past. And I, I really enjoy your work. And and uh, for anyone listening who hasn't picked up on it yet, um, Hanukh Guy, who I'm on the line with right now, is one of this week's two uh, poets of the week. Uh, despite the fact that it's a different name in the, in the email that went out, it is correct on the website. You should, you should go Absolutely. and. <laughs> Pleasure to talk to you, Rick. I will Likewise. try to call next month. Please do. Take good care. Please do. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's uh, Hanukkah calling from uh, Elkins Park, 
Pennsylvania, originally from Israel. Again, one of this week's Poets of the Week. You can check out both of his poems online. You'll have to, I guess, imagine the accent uh, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd never heard his voice before. And his, his poetry, you don't necessarily hear the accent in there. And I don't know if you found it distracting or interesting when, when listening to it, but um, it, it doesn't per se come through uh, with his command of, of English in his writing, which is strong and good. Good poetry online. Also, Robert Wynn is a featured poet this week. He's been a poet of the week in the past. He was actually, a, a, he's won twice first place in the annual Poetry Superhighway uh, contest in, in some of the early years of our contest and served as a judge of the contest as well in the past. One of the best poets I know, one of the most extraordinary writers. He has a series of poems um, featuring Odysseus as a character, which he wrote last year, a uh, poem a day as part of uh, a National Poetry Month. Actually, he went uh, two months straight with it, and it's being published um, as a full collection by T. Buttbach Press out of uh, Southern California. And you can get a small sampling of it this week on the Poetry Superhighway uh, by uh, clicking on the Poets of the Week uh, uh, menu choice there, in addition to Hanoch Gain's work. Uh, so there you go. That's our that's our show this week. I'd like to thank everyone for calling in. Uh, Howard Yosha from Laguna Hills, California. Noreen Jenkins from Lake Wells, Florida. Thanks again, uh, Noreen, for taking up that writing challenge uh, I gave you. Um, Brandon Samon from Valley Center, California, with his superb concept for having a poem on the back of the $50 bill in the event that it, uh, they decide to put Ronald Reagan on the, on the front of it. Um, Nicole Nicholson for Columbus, Ohio, from Columbus, Ohio, uh, gave us a lot of good information about the Women of the World Poetry Festival. David uh, Nevis from Newark, New Jersey, who gave us no good information whatsoever, but read a fine poem. Uh, uh, so good to have you on, David, and of course, Hanukh Guy, who we just finished talking to from, well, Israel originally, but now uh, currently from Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Thanks, everyone, for calling in and making it a, a wonderful show this month. Our next show will be on Sunday, April 11th, about five weeks from now. Uh, four weeks from now uh, is Easter, and I understand that's an important day in many people's lives, so we will be refraining from having a show that day. I think I'll probably just go out to brunch with my wife, uh, and it'll be fine. So our next open reading plan on calling in is uh, Sunday, April 11th. And uh, tell your friends. Let people know about this show. Um, we'd love to get some more callers from other parts of the world and other parts of the, of the country. I love it when I'm struggling to get everyone on the, on the air, and I love hearing new voices as well. So do call in, um, and thanks everyone to, uh, for doing that. I mentioned a lot of websites at the beginning of the show um, of the artists who I had uh, participated in a show last night in Long Beach with. Um, I posted all of those in the chat room, so you can see all of them there, all the actual websites, not my uh, poor memory of what they were, but I looked them up at, at different points during the show. But if you're interested in any of those artists and didn't catch any of them, uh, feel free to send me an email, and I'll be happy to let you know who those folks are. Um, so that's it. Thanks again for calling in. Again, our next show is April 11th. Um, thanks, everyone. I'm going to press the end show now button. I'm very, very excited to see to see what what will happen. Uh, uh, um, maybe Dracula will come back. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out now, ladies and gentlemen. Have a lovely rest of your day. <laughs>